Welcome to the Skull Splitter Dice Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. Visit us at SkullsplitterDice.com for the best D&D dice in the realms. Enjoy the episode. If you're going to play a monk in D&D 5e, you probably want to know how to best use their abilities so that you can save your friends and swiftly vanquish your enemies. Well, in this video, we're going to discuss how you can do just that. Monk Ability Scores. To maximize the advantages of being a monk, put your highest ability roll into dexterity. Most of the weapons you use as a monk will rely on dexterity for attack rolls, so dex will definitely be your most important ability here. Monks use ki, the mystical energy that flows through living bodies to enhance their physical power, but the use of ki often requires wisdom, so put your second highest roll into wisdom. Constitution is an important stat for any character in D&D 5e as it will allow you to gain more hit points over time and will give you more survivability in battle. It will also help in many situations that require saving throws, so put your third highest roll in the Constitution. Charisma, Intelligence, and Strength are really not useful to a monk, so you can divvy these out however you'd like. So what race should I be if I want to be a monk? Well, the simple truth is that some races just have natural tendencies towards being a monk that others just don't have. So let's go over some of those really quick. Elves. Elves get plus two to dexterity, which makes them ideal candidates for the monk class. They also get dark vision, keen senses, and fey ancestry, which are great for just any character. Halflings. Like elves, halflings get plus two to dexterity, and as long as they're proficient, they have a great fighting prowess with sai swords, nunchaku, and other monk weapons. Halflings are also lucky and brave, which is useful for any class, really. Dwarves. Dwarves get a plus two to constitution, which is not as good as plus two to dexterity per se, but if you've already rolled a high dex stat, that extra constitution may be just what you need. Mountain dwarves also get an additional plus one to wisdom, making them especially suited to be a monk. Humans. Their plus one to ability scores might be just what you need in order to craft a perfectly balanced character. The best monk class features. Monks have a lot of features that sort of differentiate them from every other class, but not all of them are useful. So let's go over the ones that I think you'll be using the most. Starting off with martial arts. This gives you a variety of benefits when using monk weapons or your bare hands, including better damage and bonus unarmed strikes. Unarmed defense makes your AC 10 plus your dex modifier plus your wisdom modifier if you're not wearing armor it almost completely negates the use for armor in the first place. Unarmored movement. This increases your speed by 10 feet at level two and continues to increase as you gain levels. This is useful in a variety of combat and non-combat situations. Key. At level two, you get access to Flurry of Blows, Patient Defense, and Step of the Wind, along with two key points in order to power them. As you gain levels, you will get more key points. You can spend one key point to make two bonus unarmed strikes, one bonus dodge, or one bonus disengage or dash. If you choose to disengage or dash, you can also double your jump distance on your turn. Stunning Strike. At level 5, you're able to spend one key point to stun an opponent unless they pass a constitution saving throw. Extra Attack. Available at level 5, this gives you a... Gives you an extra attack. Key Empowered Strikes. At level 6, this makes your unarmed strikes magical. If a creature has a resistance or an immunity to non-magical attacks, you can just hit them anyway. Evasion. This is identical to the rogue skill of the same name. If an effect would let you perform a saving throw to take half damage, you instead take half damage automatically, and if you pass the saving throw, you take no damage. 
Monks are able to get this at level 7. Monastic Traditions As a monk, you'll be able to choose which monastic tradition you follow. Each of these traditions has unique features, and here are some of the best from each one. Way of the Open Hand This is a strong choice for a tradition, and many players believe it's the best. At level 3, Open Hand Technique enhances your flurry of blows, allowing you to knock a foe prone or to knock them back 15 feet from where they're standing whenever you use this feature. The victim gets a saving throw against dex or strength to avoid these effects. You can instead prevent him from taking a reaction until your next turn. In this case, he gets no saving throw against it. Way of the Shadow This is another strong option for your monk. At level 3, Shadow Arts give you a handful of spells to cast using your key, including things like Pass Without Trace and Minor Illusion. At level 6, Shadow Step allows you to teleport from one dimly lit area to another, giving you an advantage on your next attack roll. Way of the Four Elements This tradition is considered underpowered by some because it uses up key to cast spells from a limited spell list. But if you want to play a character with this tradition, here are the best features to use. Fangs of the Fire Snake Spend one key point to make tendrils of fire come off your hands or feet, increasing your unarmed reach by 10 feet. You can also spend another key point in order to do 1d10 of fire damage. Miss Stance At level 11, you can turn yourself or another person into a gaseous form. This can be used on a foe during combat to render them harmless, or it can be used on a teammate so that they can fit through a crack in the wall or a keyhole or something like that. Ride the Wind This is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. At level 11, you can fly. And to close this video out, no monk guide would be complete without a list of feats to choose from, so here they are. Starting off with Lucky. This gives you luck points that allow you to sometimes roll an extra d20 to choose which one counts, or you can cancel out the luck of others. Mobile. This gives you plus 10 feet to your movement speed. It also allows you to dash through difficult terrain without it costing any extra movement. It can also prevent you from getting hit with opportunity attacks in response to your melee attacks. A nice feat for any class, surely, but especially for the nimble monk. Alert. This gives you plus 5 to initiative, and it prevents you from being surprised while conscious. This negates the advantage hidden opponents have on attack rolls. What's not to love? If you face a lot of spellcasters, you definitely want this one. Mage Slayer. Monks are great against melee and even ranged opponents, but it tends to be spellcasters that give them a bit of grief. This feat gives you bonus attacks against persons attempting to cast spells against you, and it also gives you advantage on saving throws against those spells. It also gives disadvantage towards a victim whose concentration you're trying to break. If you face a lot of spellcasters in your campaign, this is the one to have. And finally, Resilient. This gives you plus one to an ability score of your choosing, and advantage on saving throws using that ability. Alright, let's close this video out with some Xanathar's Guide to Everything updates, starting with The Way of the Drunken Master. You can sway yourself in and out of combat with this one. You get to make your attacks and disengage every turn, assuming that you're using Flurry of Blows on your turn. And it's strong for just about any aspiring monk who wants to practically dance their way in and out of the battlefield. You can also get Way of the Kensei. This is a weapon monk, and it's mainly about DPS and making the enemy dead. Uh, fast. You get a couple weapon types and you get to do a whole bunch of cool damage with the monk abilities. And lastly, there's Way of the Sun Soul, and you probably have heard of this one because it's the way that you get to play Ryu from Street Fighter 
in your D&D campaign. It's pretty much just that. You basically get to do all of your monk attacks as ranged as your punches turn into searing beams of light. It's not actually all that strong, but it sure is awesome and the range does make combat easier to navigate. Monks may not be as popular as other classes in D&D, but I think with their unique background and their unarmed combat prowess, they make for some really fun characters to play. And I hope this video has given you enough information so that you can make your own monk character the way that you want to make them. Thank you so much for watching this video. I really appreciate it. Please like and subscribe. My name is Patrick Ferguson, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.